Okay, in the name of the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Welcome again, everyone, uh, as you're continuing our study, uh, the Epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians, uh, chapter two. We started chapter two uh, last time, and we started a big chunk of it, and then we're continuing again today from uh, verse 11, and we'll see uh, if we're going to go through the whole chapter or what we take. So just again, uh, another reminder of uh, where are we at and what we're doing and, and the purpose of all this, especially today, uh, the, 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 the continuation of the chapter is very um, uh, important to us as far as understanding um, what's, the main, what's the main message, what's the main message, and what's the... the the application of that, as we always say, the application of that to, to our uh, day and age and to our life. Other, otherwise, it could be just very, uh, sometimes actually very hard to understand uh, dry text that doesn't mean anything to us. And that's definitely not the, the purpose of, of uh, the, 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 the scripture in general. And definitely, the specifically as we're studying right now, the book of Galatians. So uh, as we said before, just kind of a quick reminder that uh, that uh, it's it's the church that St. Paul established and uh, and started. And uh, after, as we, we read last time in chapter, uh, in the beginning of chapter two, that uh, you, you, you quickly removed from this and were uh, influenced by another gospel. So again, people who started to believe the message, to believe the text, to believe what's, what's, uh, what is this all about? And then uh, all of a sudden, the, uh, the, the, they start to, 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 to be influenced by different teaching and by different uh, gospel, as St. Paul himself says. And then because of that, they are uh, going away, being removed from what they believed into into something else and that's why as we said he felt very much the the the, the urgency of that and the importance of no you have to be a little bit harsh as we will hear from the from the text itself through this chapter and chapter three also that the text itself is a little bit harsh like how could you do that you know after what we've done after where we after where you were after believing after uh, b b tasting now you want to leave Christ and go back again to certain things that will not gonna get you anywhere. And with that, again, as we said, that that uh, the, the the idea of uh, differentiating between the 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 uh, work of of the uh, law and between the uh, law itself. This is something very important. And we'll see this also today as we are uh, going into that, that when he talks about the work of the law, by the way, he does not, he does not condemn the law itself, right? But he said that the work of the law is not going to justify you. That's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. He's not saying don't, don't believe in the law. He's not saying that the law is bad, but he's saying, as you will see today, that the law was actually a way of, of telling you where you're at, but it's not going to help you. It's not going to justify you. So that's basically what he's talking about. So let's, let's uh, again, go back to, 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 to chapter two, as we discussed last time, uh, from one to 11, and then we'll move on today from 11 till uh, we'll see where we're at. But again, uh, chapter two, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll read a couple of the, of the verses of the end of the passage that we, we talked about last time, just to kind of carry away and move, uh, move along with that. Remember, he was saying that he, by revelation, that he uh, went to Jerusalem to meet with the church and to tell them not to defend themselves, but to tell them, hey, hey this is what I received from Christ himself, and this is what I'm preaching. And uh, my own life, my own testimony is the better and the best proof of what I've received is, is right. And then he, he again, he's, he's, he's talking to the Galatians that telling them that when he went to Jerusalem and met with the church leaders, he did not receive anything from them, right? Even that's why he goes on to, that, to saying that I uh, spent 15 days with Peter, uh, which is again, 15 days doesn't mean anything as far as the three years that he spent in Arabia before that and with the Lord explaining to him things. And then the last thing that we talked about before the, the last time, which is that after uh, 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 
presenting his case to them, I would say, then as we read in chapter in verse nine, when James and Cephas, which is Peter and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me. So we talked about this, that gave them the right hand, meaning that they are all equal together in the ministry. That we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. And then the one thing that we talked about and ended with last time, which is, which is do not, whatever you do, do not forget the poor. Only they ask us to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to. So with this, let's move on to chapter uh, two from verse 11. Let's read verse 11 to 15 first or to 14 and then move on. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, if you Though a Jew live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? So remember here again, who is he talking to? He's talking to the Galatians, right? So one thing that came to mind, this thing happened before, right? And, and, and St. Paul here was very, 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 as we said last time, very strong and very bold that he is actually kind of, 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 of uh, 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 pulling and, and not, not letting go of what Peter has done, right? And he conf confronted him in front of everybody else. By the way, you know, the, as I was reading the, the, the tradition at that time, that if there is something uh, like a conflict between a person and another at the time during this culture, they will do it privately, not in front of everybody else, except if it's something that is very, very important and very big and very serious. Then he will confront them in front of Everybody. So that tells us again here how that that is very uh, important and very serious. That to the point that Saint Paul actually uh, took that and in front of everybody, and he did what he confronted Peter. But the question again would be like, why would he, Saint Paul, bring this up again to the Gentiles now? It's not an easy thing, right? Again, he is he is dealing with Peter, who is what Peter, the rock, right? The, 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 the one that the Christ, Christ appeared to him, the first one after resurrection, Peter, the, the elder of, of, of everybody. So he, he did this in front, of the, in front of the people at the time, but now he's bringing it back again and writing it in his letter to everybody else. So one thing that is very important that we need to understand is why, like, why would he do that? Why the, the, he's bringing that actual event, which is not easy, and in a way, it's, it's, it's condemning St. Condemning Peter, in a way, in front of everybody else, again, which are the Galatians. Why do you, why do you think that that is? OK, speaking to Gentiles. Yes, Dave. OK. OK. Okay. He, he, so he, what David is saying that he is talking to the Gentiles, so he is defending what he is, is, is doing to the Gentiles, which is one thing. And another thing also that's important that he's saying that what, what Peter has done is the same thing that you are trying to do right now. And that was wrong. So he's bringing up again this case or this, this you know, uh, study case, if I may say it, this scenario, to them again, because that's exactly what they were doing. What Peter did, what, what, why, let's go back again. Why, why would, why would St. Paul at that time uh, confront Peter and actually uh, uh, tell him that, you know what, you cannot do this. What, what was the problem at the time? Because we know that St. Paul, as we said before, we know that St. Paul in different circumstances kind of did something similar, right? But what was Peter's problem here? What was the actual problem? What do you think? Yeah. 
Okay. He's following his old way. He's following. So, yes. What, what happened with Peter is, uh, and please online, just cut me off anytime if you want to add something. But what happened with Peter is, as we read it from the text itself, when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles, but when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision part. So it's not like he is trying to, to, to his, his action wasn't that he was trying to actually, uh, 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 as, as Paul did before, to try to prove to the Jews that he is, you know, he is one of them so he can help the case of the, of, of the, of the gospel. No. His, his action was because of what? Because of the people. He feared them. He feared them, right? And because of that, that's what St. Paul is telling him. Then how could you, right, you know, uh, 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 be hypocrite, being living, living as a Jew and, and uh, or live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. So he what they would do is when they, he went to Antioch, Antioch, we know that it is a, a Gentile. He would, when he's away from the, from the circumstances, from the people who would live as in the freedom of the liberty of the gospel, right? But then when he knew that James sent a, a, a group of people to, to see exactly what they're doing, he feared that for his own self. So it, was, it wasn't about the, gospel. If you compare this to other, to other uh, uh, situations when St. Paul did something kind of similar like that for Timothy, for example, when we talked about it, no, he was actually the main, the main reason for him to do that was, the, was what was the gospel, was, was the gospel exactly, was, the, was, the, was the, 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 the evangelism, the preaching. But here he did something based on what his own fear. For, for himself. And that's why St. Paul kind of like confronted him and said, no, you cannot do this. You cannot do this, right? Which is very, very practical to our lives also when we are, again, when we do things, do we do it based on the truth of the gospel, as he said here, or based on the fear for how would I look like? Whether that is good or bad, because we, we do both. We do good things, but not for the truth of the gospel. For what? For the image, exactly, exactly. And that's very, very dangerous. Again, there's a very, very thin line between that, between, between, and that's what exactly what he's talking about later on in the next in the next passage. What are we doing and why are we doing it? Right? Is it for defending the truth and, and, and revealing the truth of the gospel or for our own self? When it's for our own self, then that that is hypocrisy. Then it's problem. Again, whether thing, whether this is good or bad. Right? I can do, I can, I can be, try to be that good person, right? That, that's helpful, that this is doing, you know, good deeds and whatever. But it's not for God. It's not for God. It's because, again, exactly because of the fear of the people, right? Exactly what he said early on in, in, the, in the previous chapter, which is what, that, that we, we, I'm not a people pleaser. I did not do this to please people, but only to please God. So it's very, very important when we talk about this, that St. Paul is actually bringing this same uh, story back again and, and sharing it with the Gentiles, which could be some kind of like, okay, this is a private matter between Paul and Peter. Why are you putting it in a letter for everybody? And it's going to be read throughout the ages till the end of the days. Why are you keep, keep talking about Peter again, what he did? But no, this is very important because for the, for the Galatians, that was the same problem that we're going through. For us, that is the same problem that we are going through also right now, right? Is be careful. Why are you doing this? Why are you pretending to be something and you are something else, right? And your standard, your standard is not what, is not the truth of the gospel. That's the problem. That's the problem. And then I think it's something very important for us when we are kind of evaluating ourselves. Keep that, that those two words that St. Paul uses a lot in this, in this, in this passage and in this uh, letter that is the truth of the gospel for the truth of the gospel why am i doing things why do i have to 
be good to people? Why do I have to forgive? Why do I have to, 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 to be nice, to offer help, to put money, to whatever, whatever? Is it really for the truth of the gospel or for some kind of personal benefit? And again, that line could be very, very thin. Could be like, what's wrong with that? Like, I'm, doing some, I'm doing something good. Right? But the reason, and that's why, again, St. Paul here brought this uh, 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 to, to, to uh, light again and put it in his letter. Again, he's not some, saying something that just happened. He's just like bringing it back as an evidence. Be careful. This is exactly what you went through, what you are going through. And that's exactly what Peter himself went, went through. And that's why he was, I confronted him and told him this. So with that, he continues. He 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 continues that that that, that uh, uh, message. That again, uh, why again in verse fourteen? But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, again, their conduct. This is very important, and I think this is something that we all should take it uh, back to ourselves again. But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, "If you though a Jew like, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles?" To live like this but if you are and again you know the, the same thing as we say now you know walk the talk right like if you are really saying something walk it right live it live it you cannot live this in it so this is the first thing and then he goes on after this in the next passage of chapter two and actually explaining more and more why he's seeing that right why is it again remember as we said in the introduction chapter one and two are all still kind of introduction to the message itself he's trying to to, to tell them to build the case why he is telling them that the, the 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 you cannot leave christ and go back to the judaism go back to the work of the law as we say right any questions or comments at this point so far anybody i have a question yes during go ahead um so where do we draw the line between confronting someone who appears to do something not according to the Bible and being judgmental at the same time? Very good question. Very good question. When do we draw the line between confronting someone or uh, being judgmental for the truth of the gospel? Number one, number one is, is the responsibility. Again, so here Peter and Paul are talking about something that's very, very important, which is what the, the 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 mission and the evangelism and the and the and the uh, 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 spreading of the gospel of the word of God through the whole world. So this is something that is very very crucial. And 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 as we said that that was at one point the 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 the, the reason for the first council in Jerusalem to actually decide what they will do. Right. So it it's, it came from responsibility. Right. It came from responsibility. So. When we talk about, about situations like that for ourselves, like are we in, in a position that we are responsible for something or not? Meaning what? Meaning say, you know what, between me and my friend, for example, and I see that my friend is not walking according to, or she is not walking according to the truth of the gospel, right? You know, do I have the right to approach my friend, for example, or my, you know, my, 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 my close friend or my family member and say, be careful, you are not, walking according to the truth of the gospel it based on the relationship i think we have the right right not as again the the, the, the as we always say during it always it, it's always the way we say it also and the spirit that we say it. am i saying this because i know that i'm better than you and you are you know very very bad and you're gonna go to hell <laughs> or <laughs> or no like you know what we need to be careful together because this is something that's going to affect affect both of us, affect the body of Christ itself. Right? So number one is is the responsibility itself. Like, okay, you know, for example, I walked into the, into the church and I heard some rumor that X person is doing something wrong or not living, you know, according to the scripture, or whatever. So I can't just like walk right to the person and say, "Hey, you need to repent. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, like who are you? Right? What's your responsibility? Right?" But maybe if I hear something, maybe I should, you know, go and talk to, to, to the priest, for example, right? They, I think something is happening with so-and-so. Out of love, out of care, out of this, you need to check on him, right? So me as the person that's responsible, that is my job to do that. 
right? But when it comes again within within family, within spouses, within relationships, within uh, 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 friendships, right? And I think, and I have the right to say that with very, very, very uh, foundation of love and foundation of respect and foundation of humility. Again, very important. I'm not saying this because you know, again, you are bad and I'm better than you. So, so that that will definitely define that line, Doreen, and say exactly, okay, no, and uh, and again, as we said last time, you know, Saint Paul did this uh, with a revelation by revelation, right? So he was guided by the Spirit. So again, if we are really have that strong relationship and we are guided by the Spirit, I'm not saying that we have to wait for a revelation to tell me go talk to so and so, but we will be guided and we have the wisdom of the Spirit that tells us exactly if this feels right or not. Right? Usually, and I always say that, usually we know what we do if it's right or wrong. If it's out of love and out of respect and out of care, or we say it because of, because of it's out of what? Being judgmental and being in, in, in kind of like a, a authoritative way. So we know, we usually know, right? So when we have that strong relationship, we have that clarity that we feel like, okay, I think it's my obligation. You know, I saw that friend of mine that probably I heard she or he is, is, is struggling with something. You know, I with all humble heart, with all uh, love, I would probably come and say what, what you're doing is not right or be careful or something like that, right? Versus just jumping into being that hero that want to save somebody and say, okay, you know what? Somebody just out of nowhere, or I'm not having that strong relationship, or whatever, and I'll I'll, I'll just kind of like uh, say it in a different way. Hopefully that that helps, Dream. Yeah, thank you, Abona. Okay. So with that, you know, after that, bringing that story to 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 the mind of the gent of the Galatians as a proof of again, be careful. Number one, you know what. It was something very serious. Number two, you are walking the same path. So be careful. Don't do what St. Peter did, which is, again, Peter himself, with all the honor, with all the, 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 the strength that he had, but he was actually not right into that. Why? Again, because he did it for himself, not for the truth of the gospel. And that's, again, underlined this 100 times. It's a very, very important concept. What we do, is it for the truth of the gospel or for just personal benefit or personal image or personal whatever. So with that, he, he, he continues to build that case again. Verse 15, let's read verse 15 to the end of the chapter. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentiles, not Gentile sinners. Look at me, just, just kind of try to, to digest the text itself. And again, I'm reading from the ESV, if that uh, sounds a little bit different, but uh, I, I prefer the ESV myself. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Let's take it part by part, because this is, it gets very complicated. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so number one, let's, let's, ask for, let's ask ourselves, first of all, what is the law? What does he mean by the law? Not the work of the law, the law itself. What is the law? What is he talking about here? The Old Testament, the Jewish law, the Torah, okay? okay. Actually, the, 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 we, we can divide the law into three things, to three things. The ritual law, which is actually the ways, for example, how to, how to offer a sacrifice. That's all in the Old Testament, right? So, so part of it was the rituals itself, right? Like what, what should you do in order to go pray? You need to wash and do this and this and that. How to offer, you know, what kind of offering you have for this particular sacrifice and this. So this is part of the law, which is the rituals itself. Another part, which is what we can call uh, uh, civil or governing the relationship between people together, right? If, if so-and-so did this to you, you did this and this to them, right? Those two parts or two uh, categories, we are not, we are totally away from them right now because, because number one, the sacrifices, all the sacrifices and all the rituals were shadow things to happen. Number two, the, 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 the if we can call it the uh, civil 
relationship, we are governed now by something more and more, which is either this, the, 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 again, the law of the land or the concept, again, of, of the law in Christ himself, which is the love. You cannot see, you know, eye for eye and teeth for teeth, and you cannot see, you cannot apply that to our, our day and age right now. Comes the third part or the third category of the of the uh, uh, law, which is the 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 commandments, right? Which is govern the relationship between also between us and God and between us and people based on morals, based on morals, right? And this also was fulfilled in Christ Himself, right? So when we talk about when when Saint Paul here is talking about the 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 work of the law. As I said in the, in the introduction early on, he is not actually saying that the law is wrong. And we will see why the, wrong, the law was not enough, not wrong, was not enough. But he's saying that, that the work itself that you do, that you think will make you justified, that is not the case. So he's saying one thing that's very, very important, which is the justification is only through the blood of Christ. The justification is only through the love of Christ who came and he crucified and raised from the death and gave us the Holy Spirit. That's the, that's the only justification. So what are we doing right now? We'll get into that. But I just wanted to put point this out first of all because it's, it's important to, to understand that concept as St. Paul is talking about. So number one, when he's talking about the law, he's talking about actually everything here, right? He's talking about everything. He's saying that we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. So here he is, he is talking with the mindset of the Jews, that they are calling the Gentiles what? Sinners. So this is number one. And it's, it's kind of like it, it, interesting for him to, to use that language because, because it's, 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 it points out the way of, of exactly what the Pharisees said to, 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 to Christ. When he told them that that uh, that uh, 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 you are your father is 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 uh, is uh, devil, for example, when they were following the, the their own rules, instead like how could you say that our father is Abraham? We are the children of Abraham. We are the the promised uh, people, and we are and we are. We are. So here he's he's using the same language of of what they are thinking to get them to where he wants to to get to them. The Gentiles are sinners, so we are better, right? We are righteous, we are the chosen, right? So he's saying this in the beginning in order to refute that at the end of, of, of the passage itself, right? For us, it's very important also because a lot of times we look at the outsiders as what? As sinners, right? And we, we all fall into that, right? Look at so-and-so, look at how they are living, look at how they are thinking, look at, instead of actually looking at them as, hey, no, that's, that they are part of whom Christ, and that's what St. Paul himself says later on, that, 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 that the blood of Christ for every single person, right? How could you call somebody a sinner while Christ died for them? So who are you? That's what he's trying to say. That's what he's trying to say. So for them and for us, it's very, very important point. Be careful. Be careful not to look at and point out at people who, for any reason, again, out of the faith or, or atheist or, or non-believers or, or, or uh, having their own philosophy or uh, uh, homosexuals or, 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 and how can we say to them and point out to them again as human, be human beings that you are sinners? Again, I'm not saying that what they do is right. Absolutely. But we cannot stand in that judgment and say you are sinner. Because again, what he will, what he will, what will he will prove later on in the probably this chapter and the next chapter that everybody is offered. Christ died for everybody for you. So this, this is something very important. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, right? You can see the gesture of like, okay, them the sinners. Yet Yet, we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So here again, he said, like, yet, although you are calling the Gentiles sinners, you know that people are not justified by the law or the work of the law, but faith in Jesus Christ. So 
again brings brings to us again so so what did the law do for us again here he's not saying by the again i'll repeat this again so we don't um, don't please understand that he's not saying that the law is bad he's not saying that the law is bad he's here talking about the work of the law that you think will make you justified right so what is the work of the law Again, all the rituals, all the, the things. If we take it to us now, especially us as Orthodox, you know, the, 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 what, the, the, the practices that we practice, right? The, 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 the fasting, the prostrations, the uh, spiritual rule, all those things. Again, we have to understand why are we doing this, right? And the reason I'm saying that, as we will see later on, because it's very important, you know, as I said probably before, that sometimes those things, instead of becoming a way of, of, of practicing and enjoying our relationship with Christ, it became what? A burden, right? Think again of prayer, for example. Something that should be very, very, very uplifting. But when I think of, of, of prayers and I look at my life of prayer, I'm not anywhere close to what I'm supposed to. So the, even the thought of prayer itself became what? A burden, bringing guilt instead of bringing joy. Something that's very, very sacred, something that's, that's very, very, very unique for us who have that open, open door and open gate to be in his presence all the time. So instead of enjoying what we should enjoy as prayer, it became what? I'm always guilty. I'm always not praying enough. I'm always don't know how to pray. Right? So think of this as we read the, the script, the, the text here again. So he's saying again that, that those things are not going to justify you. And we'll explain more and more as we go through the, 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 the passage. So what is it again? What, what did the law do for us? If you think about it, what did the law do? What was the work of the law? If he's saying that the work of the law was, was, is not, we're not justified by it. So what did it do? Preparation for what? Okay, preparation in a way that it is not, we cannot actually live according to the law. And that's what he says later on, that I died to the law for the law, right? Because the law was not what was actually a reason for me to, to be a sinner, right? As we said before, we always say that the, the, the Torah and the law and the commandments is like the doctor that comes and tells you what you are. You are sick, but he's never able to give you a medicine. So the law told us, okay, if you do this, you are sinner, right? If you do this, if you do this, if you do this, you are, you be, you, you are a sinner. But the law never told us how to, not to do this, right? right? Exactly. You, 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 you go to a doctor and the doctor tell you, okay, you have, God forbid, you have so and so. Okay, well, give me the medicine. No, I can't give you the medicine. Yes, Marianne. Yes. To fulfill the law, to fulfill, right? So Marianne is asking when Christ said that it did not come to destroy, but to fulfill, what does it mean? What, but, what we'll get to right now with the fulfilling the law, meaning what? to give you the grace in order to be able to be above the law, right? Because again, the law only gave you, or what, what, what the law did is telling you that if you did this, you are a sinner. If you, if you look, if you steal, if you did this and this and this, you are breaking the law, okay? But did, did, did humanity, since the, since the, 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 the beginning of the, of the, of the uh, law till, now, till, till the time of Christ, were they able to, 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 to not to sin? No, right? So fulfilling the law meaning that in himself, he fulfilled all the law, right? In himself, he fulfilled the, 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 the circumcision, the, 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 all the work of the law, he fulfilled in himself. And as us, and as he is representing the whole humanity, so he fulfilled the law for all humanity in himself, right? And that's why he had, that's why we celebrate the, the, the feast of the circumcision. That's why we celebrate the feast of entering of, of the entrance of the Lord to the temple, to the, to the to, and all those things. Why? Because in him, the law was fulfilled, right? 
So he fulfilled the law on behalf of the whole humanity as he became a human being, right? And that's 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 exactly one of the of the of the of the main uh, understanding points of the incarnation that in him, that's why we call him what second Adam. Why second Adam? Because the first Adam what broke the law, broke the commandment, broke the you know the the, the first commandment that was given to him: do not eat from this tree, right? And because of that, the whole human nature was corrupted. Christ coming as a full human, as a second Adam, in him, the whole humanity was what? Healed again, elevated again, right? With that. Okay. So that's what he's saying here, that we, we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to, to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. So he's saying that we, and here is, he's talking about what the proposition is we, us all. So he's talking about himself, talking about the Gentiles, talking about the whole humanity, everybody that will read the same passage. And I'm, reason, I'm saying this because later on, he will change the proposition to me, to I, right? It's very important, very important. But he is saying that we know that the person is not justified so we also have believed in Christ Jesus. We believe that him, Christ himself, is the one that came and offered himself and God became man in order to, to, to uh, the whole humanity becomes united with him and becomes, be, 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 would be uh, 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 restored one more time, right? So it's not anything of those things, again, that will bring justification, right? Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. So again, he's saying that all those things will not. Until now, again, if we bring this to up to, to, to our day and age now, all our practices, no matter how much we do, this will never make us what? Justified. So why are we doing those things? Why are we fasting? Why are we praying? Why are we uh, 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 spending you know, all, the, all the spiritual exercises that we do it? It is out of love. It is out of love, out of knowing that because he has done this for me and I am training myself in order to, to that's what exactly what he's saying later on, that I crucified with him, right? To live for him and in him and through him, right? So, so the, the work that to do is not anymore, this will make me a better person or will make me more justified. No, the justification is through the blood of Christ once and for all. But what we do is out of that life that we live. That's why he say that you know, I, no matter me, no, no more myself, but it's him who lives in me. So because of that, I want to do this because that will keep me fixed in him, right? I'm not saying that these are wrong things or do not do this, or it's, it has no importance. No, it definitely has this importance. But all those things, and I'll, I'll read a passage of, 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 of uh, one of the letters of St. Anthony at the end, kind of explaining that also. But here is very, very important again that he is saying, and what we are saying right now is all what we do is because that will bring us, bring us in unity with him, right? When I come, when I attend the church, when I, when I, when I fast and, 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 and tell myself, you know what, I'm fasting for God, not for the fasting itself. I'm fasting, so this is, this is as he's done this for me, I want also to offer something for him. I want to learn, you know, how to control myself in order for the spirit to really work in me. So it's not everything that I want, I will take it. Not everything that I, I desire, I will have it. So again, it's, it's, it's the mind behind the practice that is very important. The mind behind the practice that is very important. That's what he's saying here, that, that what, what you've done is, is no work will, will, because by works of the law, no one will be justified, right? And that's why in the same section as I was reading, he actually, he, 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 will, he, will, he will answer, give an answer for the person said, okay, right there it says, no works is done. We are justified. We shouldn't be doing anything. We are all saved. Because no, that's not the point. Because later on, it says what? It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
So if I am imitating Christ who lives in me, I have to live in a certain way. I have to do certain things. I can't just say, you know what, I'm going to live my life and what I am saved already. No, it's not what, he say, what he's saying. So that's why this is the, 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 the danger of taking something out of context. Take one just text, one verse out of the context and said, okay, right there it says, all I have to do is I believe. Okay, I attest, I believe, I'm saved, I'm done. No, nobody's saying that. Yes. Right, right. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Because himself, Paul himself, and later on James, and later on Peter said, the faith is faith and work together. But again, it's not the work will justify you. This is the, this is the mind behind. It. It's not the work that will justify me, but because I believe I have to work, right? Again, I can't say I believe in Christ and then I'll go live my life. No, what, what, show me that faith in your what? In your work, as St. James said, right? If you really believe, show me, what kind of life are you living? If I really believe that he is the author of life, that he is the giver of life, that he is the source of all justification, I have to live my life as he lived his life. As we say in Orthodox, to be Christ-like. I cannot believe that I want to be Christ-like and I'm live on my, living on my own. I said, well, I'm, I'm justified already. It's not gonna work this way. So again, it's not the work that will justify you, but the work proves that you are living according to him. And that's why, again, it's, it's amazing how St. Paul in the same section that he says that, that no work will justify you, but then later on he says, well, I have to die for myself and live for him. But this is work. But it's, again, the mindset behind, behind the work itself. I, I hope this is, this is important because this is very, very, this is clear because it's very important to understand this. A lot of times we, we, we still, you know, we're impacted by too many things and too many cultures and too many things that affect actually our own understanding of the relationship with, with Christ. Again, I do things because I love and I am loved, that's why I do it. Not because I will earn my salvation by this. Right? It's, it doesn't matter how, how but what matters is how I understand and how I live. Because I, being justified by his blood, then I ought to work and to live certain lifestyle. Right? It comes natural. It comes natural. Again, and this is very important also because a lot of times we keep that mindset in ourselves that what I, no matter what, I am not worthy to stand in front of him. And no matter how much you know, I go to confession or do this or offer repentance or, or, or I always have that stigma and that guilt that's what I am. He, I'm not accepted. I'm not accepted. We always have this and I, we hear it all the time. And devil is always kind of, you know, planting that thought in our mind that you know what? You're not accepted. You think you're forgiven? You're not forgiven. Right? And we keep remembering things from the past and we keep remembering things and we keep doubting would really God forgive me? Yes. That's what he says. You know, that's what, what that's his, his, his goal. That's why he came in order to give us that new nature. That's why, again, we I always, always point at the, at the Eucharist. That's why we partake from the Eucharist. Forgiven, forgiveness of sins. But not, I, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm forgiven. So what do I do? Okay. I'm think I will I will try to prove to God that I'm a good person, okay. and start doing things more and more. And because I can't do it because I'm depending hundred percent on myself, what happened? Fail. And because I fail, I go back again, worse than I was in the first beginning. And it's that spiral that never ends, never ends. I am bad. I'm gonna start to do something good. I can't do it. I fail. I'm going to go even worse than I was before. And then at the end of, of maybe three, four, five rounds, I do what? I'm done. I quit. <laughs> I quit. So that's why St. Paul here is saying this is a very important thing to understand, that you have to understand that we are justified by faith. Again, faith means I live the life 
Faith, not just attesting and raising my hand. I said, what? I believe. No, that's not it. That's not it. And that's according to the scripture, not according to me or according to a church faith. or No, it's according to the scripture. That, that faith is and exactly in the same section. That's again, this is why it's so amazing. If you read the full chapter, you see that St. Paul is actually answering that question. What does faith mean? Faith means that I no longer live for myself, but live for Christ. And this is work. If I live for Christ, if I, if I, if I crucify myself, then I'm not, uh, be careful what I do. I'm not going to give and pamper my body and my flesh and live according to my carnal lust and do whatever because I'm crucifying myself, right? I will force myself to, to, to stand and pray, right? I will force myself to, to, with the grace of God, to offer myself, as he said, offer your, your, yourselves as a living sacrifice. Why? Because I know that I am already justified. And I know that he did this as it says in the, at the end of this passage, he loved me. And that's why I'm saying, pay attention to the proposition. Early on, he says we, and then later on, when he comes to the section, he talks about what, about me. About me. And because of that, this is the life that I want to live. And it becomes actually more commitment, more understanding of the value of what I do. And it becomes joyful. It becomes joyful. And this is one thing that's very, very important. If I'm really understanding the relationship with Christ in the right way, my relationship with him would be joyful. Not burden. Not I always feel guilty. Not I always, I don't think I'm worthy. It's good to say that. Yes, or good to have, to remember that we are sinners. But it's always 100% good to know that we are accepted. And that's why we always say that true repentance is a joyful repentance. Not, uh, I don't think I'll make it. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? I don't think I'll make it because we're still thinking according to our what? The work of the law. And according to my work of the law that I'm doing, I'm not worthy to do anything. It's a it's, it's very important mindset. If really I'm enjoying and I'm rejoicing in my, in my spiritual life, in my life with Christ, then I have it understood in the right way. I understand it in the right way. But if not, if all what I do is just chores, just, just obligations, just I'm trying to prove to myself and to the people and maybe to God that I am a good person, it's not going to get us anywhere. More burden, more heavy, load. But here he's saying this, he's saying by, by, so we also have believed in Christ Jesus, again, uh, Galatians 2.15 and 16, in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified, period. So what does that mean? You go on with the same passage again, under to clarify it more. Again, he's building, building up his case into something that's very, very important at the end. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. What does that mean? If in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners. So if, we, if, if, if what God, what Christ has given us, right? And we are still not able, we are still sinning, we are still trying to prove again that we are good people. So is, is the ministry of Christ ministry of sin? Absolutely not. Why again? Because he's saying that it is not what you do. You are justified. But what you do is out of love, not because that's what will make you in a better position. It, it, is, it is sometimes very confusing and hard to understand. But, but the bottom line of this, if you look at it this way, that... that that the ministry of Christ is what? The incarnation is what? Is, again, the creator came to fix his creation. He's the only one who, do, who can do this. He's the only one who can do this. So his work in order to come and make us united with him, make us one with him, then in him we are renewed, right? 
And because of that renewal in him, we are able to live that life, right? So what happens again, if we, if we uh, uh, fall, if we continue to sin? That's what, that's what St. John comes and says, okay, if we sin, we have what? The blood of Christ who will purify us from every sin. So that's exactly what he's saying, what St. Paul is saying. So, so the, 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 the understanding, again, of who a Christian person is and the life of Christian person is not a Christian, is not a person that is sinless because there is no one that's sinless. We still have that old man that's still kind of nagging and still fighting and still trying to, to pull us back again to, to live that earthly carnal life. But because we have, we renewed our minds and we have our minds with the Lord, then when we fall, we know that the blood of Christ will do what? Will purify you from everything, right? Will justify you. And with that mindset, you feel that freedom that we have in Christ. And I think we are all lacking that liberty that we have in Christ. Not liberty to feel and to live as we wish. Absolutely not. But the liberty to know that when we, since we are, we made up our mind, since we know that we are justified by him, since we, we are committing our life to him every day in our practices, we know that what will bring me and what will give me that, that oneness again is his grace and his love, not my own work. Yes. Sure. Speak up a little bit so can, so can people online hear you also. Maybe I'll bring this to you. <laughs> You're on the spot. <laughs> just, I just wanted to share. A, yes. A, yes yeah. quick story. Um, so, Enba Seraphim, when he was here visiting, he, he did, uh, he met with the youth at St. Yes. Mary's. Yes. And he reminded us um, during the liturgy, uh, when we say the holies are for the holy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that's referring to us, us. actually. So, we are holy. being referred to as holy. Yes. Yes. And so ever since he said that, I just, I, you know, when it comes to that part, right. I really right. um, yes. think and meditate on, Definitely. on that. Definitely. Definitely. So. Thank you for sharing that, Mayam, yeah. because that's, that's really what it is. You know, every time during the Holy Liturgy, we, we are reminded by the fact that the holies are for the holy. And, and being holy is for what? Again, I love that part. And that I, 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 as I mentioned it before, I start to actually pray that part uh, out loud instead of in audible, which is the part of the, the prayer of the epiclesis, the, the calling of the Holy Spirit, the descending of the Holy Spirit. So we pray that the Holy Spirit will come upon us and upon the, 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 the gifts and purify them and sanctify them and manifest them holy for the holies. So that is the work of the Holy Spirit. As one of my, my, my uh, Pentecostal friends, he said that every Sunday you have a Pentecost, <laughs> which is true. That every Sunday we celebrate the Holy Spirit coming down on the congregation, on everyone, and on the body, and on the, on the bread and wine in order to transform and to change and to, to purify everything. As he's changing the, the bread into the body and the wine into the blood, he's changing our hearts into being holy. And that's exactly, again, what St. Paul is, is, is pointing at during this section. And later on, he's trying to say that the work of the law, which is circumcision and so on, so on, so it's more of a spiritual. That's why he moves on to the circumcision of the, of the heart. This is what's important. See, where is he leading to? This is what will be done. And who will circumcise the heart? The Holy Spirit. God will. God will. We have to, 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 to work with that, and we have to allow that, but it is the work of the spirit. So he's setting a different meaning, and that's why, again, he's, he's taking this as very, very serious, because he thought that the Galatians are actually taking the whole concept of, of who are we as Christian into something that would put us in an actual prison one more time. And by doing this, he will, and that's what he says later on, that if we if we are if we are doing this, then 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 we are actually believing that actually Christ is a, a minister of sin. God forbid. Why? Because we are using this into something that will make us again sinners again. And that's not the case. 
that's not the case. So that's why he's saying here that, but if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. So here he's saying that actually thinking that the work of the law will justify me is against the law itself. That's what he's trying to say. Because the law is all what, as we said, shadow of the things to come. So he is saying, if I, if I rebuild what I tore down, which is that, that all this is a shadow for the things. So that law itself is actually condemning me that you are wrong. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's really, really, really amazing how he's bringing things and, 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 and proving what he wants to say, that what, there is nothing else other than the blood of Christ. So he's saying that the law itself that I am trying or you are trying to go back to will condemn you and will tell you that you are what? You are transgressive. Because as we learn, and as we know, that all the, the, the work of the law is pointing at, the, at Christ. And that's why, again, Christ fulfilled the law, right? So if I say, no, 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 I don't want Christ. I just want the law itself. So I am being a transgressor according to the law. <laughs> And that's, that's why he, 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 he makes this very, very important. And then he moves into something like, if you read this, I know it's 7.30, but let me just finish this. If you read the rest of the chapter, like where is this coming from? Because out of nowhere, he starts to talk about what? The crucifixion. So where is this coming from? Again, look at, look at, the, at the text. For I, if I, Galatians 2.18, for I re, if, if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I die to the law so that I might live to God. Through the law, I die to the law. Which means what? If I want to obey the law, I will be dead because the law is never, again, the law is telling me you are sick, but will never give me cure. So through the law, I am dead. To the law because I am transgressing the law. <laughs> right? So again, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I, but Christ. So now he's taken that, that whole relationship into a different, into a very, very, very higher level. It's not just I'm living to, 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 to uh, uh, practice certain dead works, dead practices, whatever that practice is, even for us now. It's not just me that I am practicing fasting or practicing uh, going to church or practicing giving alms or practicing. Okay, what is the reason? Why are we doing this? This will never going to get you anywhere if it's away from the justification of God. So that's why he's saying, because of this, I no longer, I will, it, it is no longer I who live. I'm not doing this for myself. Remember again, Peter in the beginning that he feared Right? So it's not for the truth of the gospel, but for his own self. That's why he said, I'm not doing this because I no longer live for myself, but I live for what? For Christ. So whatever I am practicing, whatever I'm exercising, whatever I'm doing, whatever all the saints did as asceticism, as that exercise for, for spiritual exercises, they didn't do this for themselves, but they did it out of what? Out of love. Out of love. We say this, by the way, in the, in the, in the, uh, if you remember, the last thing I want to say, the, 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 the fraction of the great land, the fraction of the great land, if you, if you, uh, if you remember, um, one of the things that, one of the passages that says that uh, they lived in the, in the caves and in the mountains and in uh, uh, so and so, for what reason? for their great love of Christ the King. That's it. And, but a lot of times we don't look at this. We don't see this. We see that they, they lived and they exercised and they, they, they did this and this and did uh, prostration all the time and they did this all the time. But we forget that they did this out of what? Out of love, out of love. Let me read it here for you again because it's very important. Um, uh, to, to understand that mindset.
Uh, here is it says, fasting and prayer are those which the righteous and the just and the cross bearers pursued. They dwelt in the mountains, deserts, holes of the earth because of their great love for Christ the King. That's it. Not to prove that they are good, not to earn better love for God. No, because of their love for Christ the King. That's why we fast and that's why we pray. That's why these people lived in the holes of the earth and the, and the, and the, and the mountains and the deserts for the great love of Christ the King. And that's why here at the end of this passage, it says that, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me here now, as I said, he changed the proposition from we to what? To I, this is why. Then I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So after knowing that he gave himself to me and he is the only reason for me to live justified, to be purified, to be holy, then what kind of life should I live? I no longer live for myself, but I live for what? For him. I no longer being so much engulfed with all the earthly things and all the cares and all the, 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 the plannings and everything, but no, I put everything in his hand. I said, what now I live for, for Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God for the righteous were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So if I, if I totally avoid the love and the grace of the Lord and just keep thinking that I will earn and I will prove and I want to prove to God that I am worthy to stand in front of him, I am nullifying the grace of God. So understanding that, understanding what does it mean to be true Christian, Understanding what does it mean to live and to be moved by the spirits. Understanding again, that because of that, that I will do whatever it takes. I will die with Christ. I will not just say, okay, I'm, I'm justified, I'm saved. I'm gonna live my life and relax. No, there is no such thing. There's no such thing. But I know that everything that I will do is actually out of that love and out of that knowledge that you know what this is I, this is the, the, the part of me that imitates Christ and being Christ-like and living the life that he lived and imitating, as, as St. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Living the life of the saints, living the life of, as I said early on, St. Anthony talks about, about you know, to his disciples in one of the letters that acquire and ask for the fiery spirit. That when, when by doing this, you will, you will actually look at the commandments and it will be light. And you'll find delight in obeying the commandments. It's not again what a, a burden to you. Again, the one thing that, 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 that we, we, we should keep in mind that if we are really understanding who we are and our relationship with Christ in a good way, then no matter how much we are struggling, we are still keeping the joy. That's very important. Again, the way is not easy. I'm not saying there is no struggle. No, there is struggle every single day. But that struggle is what? Joyful. Why joyful? Because we know that we are justified already. And we know that we have the grace in order to continue. And God will give us the grace in order to, to move on and to die in order to live with him and to resurrect with him. This is, again, the end of the two, two chapters, which are just the introduction to what is coming next. So, so if you think this is kind of confusing, wait till next week. <laughs> uh, and and, and we'll, we'll, we'll see actually the beauty of, of the text after this. Any questions or comments um, about this passage? Yes, Dave. Definitely. Remember in Galatians uh, 6, after this, he talks about, about the work of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. So he ends it with that, right? That, uh, that, that in, in, in Galatians 6, 16, I say that, you know, walk in the spirit and do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So he's saying, do not do the work of the flesh, but live with the fruit of the spirit, which is so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. Right? So that all the work that you're talking about, the spiritual work becomes what? 
a fruit of the spirit. So here it's saying that we are justified by faith. And then he goes on with the fruit of the spirit, which, which is what? Starting from love and ending with what? With, with the, 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 through the faith, one of the, one of, that's what I want to say. That faith becomes, actually said that faith, even, even faith itself is the fruit of the spirit. So definitely he walks into that, into actual, the actual practical uh, way of living being justified by, by the blood of Christ. Yeah. Any other questions or comments? Okay. Uh, we have one more Wednesday before, uh, so Wednesday the 5th will, will be the, the, the Bible study. And then after this, we'll move back uh, as of Saturday, uh, let's say Saturday the 15th will be the next. So next time, Wednesday the 5th, and then the time before, after this will be Saturday the 15th will be uh, the next of the following Bible study, God willing. Okay. Thank you all. Uh, have a happy new year. We'll see you again. Hope to see everyone for happy for New Year's Eve uh, from uh, 30 to 9 would be the raising of incense and then from 9 to 12, the prayer and praises and then 12 midnight to 1.30 would be the, we'll, we'll, we'll receive the holy, the new year with the holy liturgy. Thank God you. Bless. Bless. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Samir, welcome. I am coming back today. حلو تيجي بالسلامة إن شاء ربنا.